Check this out. According to a YouGov poll of 21,000 people that was conducted from the end of March to the beginning of April this year, 82% of Americans think employees should be able to take paid maternity leave, including for adoption. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. As scholars who have extensively studied paid leave, in this article it says they've been struck by the persistence of Americans' positive attitudes toward this benefit. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. The scary ones? The ones that make you feel uncomfortable? That's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. Repeatedly since then, polls have found that at least 80% of Americans support paid maternity leave. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle. I'm Brian. And if you don't want to miss anything, just hit that subscribe button. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. We're about to talk about an idea that has just about the same level of support as people who just say, oh, chocolate, that's yummy. Mm -hmm. So it's a popular idea. But remember, around here, we don't want any ideology to influence our thinking other than the person of Jesus Christ, right? So as Romans 12, 2 indicates, we want to let God transform us into new people by changing the way we think. So currently, nine states and Washington, D.C. have their own paid family leave programs. And federal workers got paid leave in 2020, but only 21% of U.S. workers can take paid parental leave. Hmm. So we've got over 80% of Americans, generally speaking, think you should get paid maternity leave, no matter who you are. And yet, only about 21% have access to it. Someone's like, well, wait a minute. That's not true. Uh, no, I mean, think about it. It's just that's right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Think about certain professions where that's just not an option. Right. Hourly wage workers are not given sometimes sick leave. Yeah, they're kept at a um, a level below what the Obamacare regulations set up as full-time so that owners of the company don't have to provide those benefits. So only 21% of U.S. workers can take paid parental leave. One of the things that's being talked about in Washington whether we like it or not, or whether you like it or not, or whatever, is this idea of having a federal, across-the-board, paid maternity leave. And it's part of a proposed $1.8 trillion package. There's lots of trillion-dollar packages available from Washington right now. Oh, my goodness. Uh, (laughs) Spending money we don't have. Oh, I'm so sorry. Of new and expanded benefits, which requires congressional approval, but it would eventually make it possible for all workers to take up to 12 weeks of paid family leave. Well, one weeks. question would that the money for that is federal government? It'd be federal relief. So obviously it'd be from taxpayer money, mm-hmm. but it would be society saying as a whole, like we say as a whole, that at a certain age, you ought to not have to really pay for your medical care. Like you, you reach a certain age and now you're right. going to get really affordable medical care no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, my in-laws just crossed that threshold where they're saving like $900 a month because he just reached the age where he can get covered by Medicare. So we already have things in place like this, right? Right. So it's just saying now we're going to provide up to 12 weeks paid family leave. Now, let's just say somebody has a C-section. You're talking six weeks of physical recovery Recovery. minimum just to be able to function in life. But there's people who take like two weeks off unpaid and just jump right back into work. I don't want economic policy. I don't want political ideology. I don't even want a YouGov poll to dictate how I feel about this. Right. Now, there's no Bible verse about paid leave that I'm aware of. 
<laughs> I do. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But how would the Bible guide our thinking in this? Is this something Christians ought to support, that there'd be across the board, because we're the only wealthy nation in the world that doesn't provide this. Should Christians support this idea of paid maternity leave for all Americans? Hey, it's Brian. I've got one little request. So here it is. We need your money. Okay, that was a little direct, but it's true. We're part of Moody Radio Cleveland, and we're a listener-supported ministry. So people like you who listen to this podcast every week faithfully, and we're grateful for you, you are the ones who keep every episode coming out time and again. And it's not cheap to keep radio stations and podcasts running. So would you prayerfully consider a donation to this ministry? Super easy to do that. Go to moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. Again, moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. And you can follow links there to get your gift in safely and securely right now. Thanks. We're trying to think, as Romans 12, 2 would indicate, how, how the Bible would have us change our thinking about anything, whether it needs to be changed. And again, we're noting uh, from a recent YouGov poll, plus a bunch of other polls in the last decade, a strong majority of Americans, regardless of political background or ideology, support the idea of paid maternity leave. Now, an, an interesting note from John and Canton said, not to mince words, but are you talking maternity leave or family leave? Great question. Mm. The poll itself had to do with maternity leave. The support for paternity leave is a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. uh, but the proposal from Washington would be for family leave, which would be, as I understand it, husband or wife right. or both or whatever would get 12 weeks off to bond with their child. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, Ron and Wayne. Well, let me string together a couple of thoughts here. Yeah. Um, so Old Testament, giving of the law. So this is from God's heart. When a young man got married, if you look at all of the laws, the idea was that they would be pregnant pretty quick if you if you followed all of, of the prescriptions about sexual activity and whatnot. So if that young woman who just got married is pregnant within the first couple months of their marriage, the law said that young man was not to go to war for an entire year. He was to take an entire year off from that particular service. Now, that doesn't say he's not still milking his cows or, or <laughs> shearing his sheep right. or planting his fields, but he was not to go to war. And so he was to be home. And if you, if you do the math on that, if they're pregnant as quickly as what the law would show, then they would have about two and a half months not going to war with that new baby at home. And so you could say that God is so supportive of both a man and a woman being in that home, taking care of that fresh baby, because that's, that's a lot of hard work for that mom early mm-hmm. on. And praise God, there's a lot of women that do this all by themselves, whether it's yeah. no guy in the house or, quite frankly, if the guy has to go to work. There are many women who just suck it up and they just do it really well. But I've done the research on productivity, and for young dads, productivity goes down at work. So actually, it's beneficial to for jobs to give these guys some time off, go home, be a dad for a little bit, get your brain organized, and then, uh, like, how many dads actually sleep in the first couple months of that baby's right. life? Not many. Unless- Not many. Mm-hmm. And so you're gonna, you're going to work hyped up on caffeine, walking dead in your tracks. 
So I, I'm finding that the best employers actually do provide an opportunity for these dads to focus at home, do that transition thing in that child's fourth trimester, that early, early childhood thing, and then get them on a schedule, get them sleeping, get back to work. Okay, so you're giving us some Old Testament thinking on this. You're talking about, therefore, that translates to the ideal employer providing this for their families which translates to 21% of U.S. workers have access to this. And I'm, I'm not saying that we, as a government, do this. That, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying really good bosses should think about this. Right. Well, but then, okay, so then I, in terms of the concept itself, how does the Bible lead us to at least think about it? Again, it's not going to solve who's got to pay for it. I know that's a concern people have. But, you know, I want to be consistent with my pro-life ethic, right? So uh, John 3.16, I think, indicates God's in- immense value for human life. Right. He loves human life so much, he sent his only son to die for it. Right. We could give you a whole bunch of other pro-life verses, but the gospel itself is intrinsic in its value for human life. Mm-hmm. And if we're concerned about abortion, which we should be, mm-hmm. what are you saying to the woman in poverty who we compel to keep her child and quickly yell at to get back to work. Right. I mean, because we also live in an era where it used to be that you could graduate high school and get a job that would allow for a single fam- a single single income family. This is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the 60s, 50s, it was still possible, right? Right. I don't know that that's as possible anymore to graduate high school and support a family on one income. Not for a little while. If you If you're in a trade and you're driven to learn that trade and be the best you can be, you can work up to make good money Absolutely. where that could happen, but not right fresh out as a journeyman or intern or whatever the first levels are. Mm-hmm. So then where's Ron Eastwood's thinking on this? I mean, what's the biblical thinking behind the idea of 12 weeks? I mean, for whatever the period of time would be for a husband or wife to be able to be home with their baby. And get, and get paid for it. I'm not saying take unpaid leave. I'm saying be able to support themselves as they always have. Right. I, the biblical is where I, I stumble. I can't think of other than what Wayne brought up about not going to war, which shows that God didn't want her to be a young widow, you know, because that was a high probability. If you're going to war, you could die. Mm-hmm. So... He obviously wanted the the kingdom of Israel to set up some rules to keep that young father at home among those who stayed back to keep basically their economy to provide afloat. an heir. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I agree with that. I, I've got personal opinions, but I can't say they're biblical. They're just what I think is right. How would the greatest commandment apply to this? So love God and love your neighbor as yourself. So let's just say you're among the 21%, which I think the three of us mm-hmm. are that have employers that allow for this. Yes? No? I don't know. I don't want to put you on the spot, Wayne, but... I do. That's what's interesting. I do so, have an employer that allows for this. So we're among the 21%. Mm-hmm. Would you take the leave if you had the opportunity to do it? I, um, that's not in my personality. I would care for my wife and I would stay home. I mean, living a called life like I do... 
I would make sure that my wife lives – like she's my first calling. So mm-hmm. if she is stable and happy and healthy and she has been loved by somebody who's come into the home to take care of her anyway, and this happened in our life. Mm-hmm. Like at the time that I had children, I wasn't in the 21%. I was working for a church that required me to be back in the pulpit, back in my ministry position. and Wow. Right. Bam, like that. A church. A church. Mm-hmm. That, that didn't want dad but to those, take time. But that same church – provided women from the church to come in and do a load of laundry for, oh, I like for that. my wife. That's and, good. And so it was it was a unique situation. But the second that I knew that my wife was cared for for the day and that she was emotionally stable and that she was able to do her next stage of taking care of that baby, I was off to visitation. I was off to do the work of ministry. But that, that, that seems like it fulfills the principle though, right? That, it is. That to be sure that the mom and child are cared for and have time to bond and do all this stuff. And so it seems like that's a fulfillment of the same ethic, right? And I, and mm-hmm. I was home to hold that baby and give that evening bottle and get, provide some skin-on-skin time for that baby mm-hmm. so that there was male bonding to that child too. But that's because that's who I am. Like I, I made sure I was home. So yeah. does love for neighbor as you love yourself require then that since you thought that that was great and was a wonderful benefit provided to you, that others should get it as well? Or is that taking the principle too far? One thing I have on it is, you know, we we kind of assume, well, either the government has to do it Mm. or the employer has to do it. But the commandment is to individual believers. I take the hit. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So it's not like, should the employer provide it? Should the neighborhood all come together and, you know, or at least the believers in the neighborhood and sacrifice some of their excess funds, no Netflix this month, no lattes this month. Instead, we're going to give the money to the family that just had the baby so that they can meet their needs. And maybe the the dad can take some of his sick time or an unpaid leave. See, there's more implied here than just opportunity. It's also the discipleship and the training in the background that says, is that young man prepared? Does he, going in, does he know the amount? Has he been trained? Have the Mm -hmm. men of the church gather around him and said, hey, here's what's going to happen. Like, the postpartum is a reality. Yeah. Here's all the, here are the struggles. Here's what sleep deprivation does to your precious wife. Here's, here's what's going to happen. Wow. And I'm not finding that there's a lot of young men that are going into it with their eyes wide open. No. They, they don't understand. And so the men of the church really do have an opportunity to walk these young men through. Here's what it looks like. And here's what's going to happen. And here's what you do. Here's how you provide a chance for your wife to breathe. Well, but here's where the ideal meets the reality, which mm-hmm. is you're both right in what you say. The church should be doing a better job with that, Wayne. Ron, the community should cover people. I mean, we talk about that with poverty. The church should be fixing that. and mm-hmm. But it's not. Ron, did not, you say that not the church in a large do enough that? sense? Or did you, would you just say that as an individual, the young man needs to figure out how to sacrifice to provide that? I was, I was talking about, like, the commandment is not to a government or to an employer. Correct. It is to us believers as individuals. So for me, if I see somebody in my circle, I should feel compelled to financially help them. But again, what do you do with the single mom in an hourly wage with no sick time, no paid leave, who isn't a believer, who makes some decisions, ends up in a difficult situation and doesn't have anyone to provide that? This is what we're talking about. Yeah. This is where we need to support 
the Oasis of Hope in Medina, the Oaks in Brunswick, all the family abortion alternative kind of centers where people can come for that kind of help. But think about the financial support it would take for a pregnancy center to provide paid leave for Mm -hmm. new moms. Yeah. Wayne, you used to work at one. They didn't I have did. the resources for that. No, 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 no. <laughs> so but I'm we not can sure. talk about ideals here, but can we talk about... Are the... we skewing what ought to happen because of a specific scenario? Like, this conversation can go amok simply because we're trying to decide what should happen for everybody because of one scenario. But we're not talking about what percentage of our culture really is in that scenario. Where well, there's a single mom who... Well, I, you know, I don't have the percentage, but what I can tell you is that only 21% of U.S. workers get paid parent leave. Mm-hmm. So we have a vast majority of people who either have unpaid and therefore can't take any leave or uh, will lose their job if they take leave. But I don't think that puts a burden on the culture to provide paid leave because there are personal responsibilities in that scenario. I'm trying to be very careful. Here. I, I know you are. There are certainly personal responsibilities, and that's where some of the, the rubber meets the road and the difficulty of this conversation. We've only scratched the surface. Um, we have to think about what we're called to, what the scripture asks us to do. What we can't do is create a theology out of one verse. We may have right. to live in tension in this. Right. We may have to live in the tension of it's hard to say, but you have also, have also have to decide if you want to be the person who says, I love Jesus, and wow, you're in that position. You can't take leave. Too bad for you. You should have worked harder. I'm jumping on with Ron here. When it's my niece that is the one who is pregnant, then I I might be the one to start providing right. because of that love. Mm-hmm. But am I responsible for the person I heard about down the street? I'm not sure that that's something mm-hmm. God places on me. Right. Something to think about. Hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So go ahead, look down, hit that button right there and subscribe, and you'll get updated episodes, and then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us out. How? A five-star rating. Hello? You can also hang with us live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Download the Moody Radio mobile app, and you're able to connect with us. Or just go to brianandjanelle.org. And listen, we didn't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, Alan Perry, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.